welcome, cadets and captains, to M Class Podcast. Oh, suck my butt. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. <laughs> Sucking on my butt. It's the Wild West times, baby, but somehow you're hearing this? And uh, what, what are they? They have telegraphs, kind of, yeah, right? We're, we're telegraphing our show to you. Yeah, over the <laughs> over the the wire. That's what they would call it because it was literally just a wire, like one wire. How like so you could just go up to the near a town and just fucking shoot the wire off? Pull, you just pull the wire. <laughs> no one oh, can that. save you now, town. <laughs> but then the guy would come out. Well, fifteen minutes ago we didn't have this, so I guess everything's back to normal. <laughs> oh well. We are your Trek boys. I'm Jeff. I'm Josh. And uh, every two weeks we're setting down with a new episode of Star Trek, part of a collection of episodes that's chosen by our patrons at patreon.com slash podcast. Get on it. It's only a dollar. <laughs> and this particular collection is the Western Collection. Yeehaw! <laughs> It's the rudeness tootness collection we've done so far, and it was suggested to us by Pizza Man. Thank you, Pizza Man. Pizza, Pizza Man. And voted on by our patrons. Uh, thank you, patrons. Uh, fuck it, thank you for giving us your money. It like it means a lot to us, uh, like in a heartfelt way, but also in a I really gotta pay my bills or I'll die way. Yeah, everything's pretty terrible now, so we really appreciate anything that you want to donate to the Patreon. <laughs> and we'll try to, you know, keep going, keep making stuff. Yeah, we have not missed an episode yet under any sort of circumstances, so hopefully we could stick to that forever. Even when we both went through our Klingon puberty and grew our second decks, we just didn't stop. Those were hard-to-listen-to episodes. I'll say that. Well, because of all the friction sounds. And every couple seconds, we were like, yeah, but, like, Jordy does, like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my second dick! Anyway, so Jordy... <laughs> my throbbing peener. Uh, the Western Collection is all about those Wild West episodes of Star Trek that we love. There's so many. <laughs> uh, there are... Five. Um, there, there's more than that, isn't there? I mean, I think there's some that aren't on here. Is that maybe? Correct? I don't remember any of them, but maybe. I feel like there's like at least ten. I don't know. Uh, don't check to find out if Josh is right. Just assume he is. I could be super wrong, but it feels like there's always some kind of Western tomfoolery going on. <laughs> We do the Lady Guinan episode next. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Lady Guinan. Uh, this time, though, we're going to be talking about Enterprises Season 3, Episode 9, North Star. Yeah. Which... I don't know what the title means. I guess guy, the, the Guiding Star. Yeah, it's, Even the, though it's the Guiding Star. Even though only we have story. the North Star. It's the only, that's the only place you can look at the North Star as being north is here. Also, America, like, <laughs> ten stars, maybe? I don't know. It probably has a real meaning. It was uh, directed by David Strayton, who uh, directed every show that has ever been on UPN. Is that true? Uh, he It literally just lists a bunch of shows that have been on UPN. The 4400, Dawson's Creek, Dark Angel, yeah. Charmed, Angel... 
Oh yeah, Grim. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> uh, he did Hemlock direct Grove. He did direct uh, ten episodes of Enterprise. This is the only one that we've uh, watched so far. Although he did direct Babel One, which I like because it has Tellerites in it. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, however, more interestingly, it was written by David A. Goodman, who mm-hmm. uh, was a uh, consulting producer during Star Trek Enterprise's second season. But yeah, your John Larroquette fun fact of the week. He uh, was the director of a bunch of episodes. He was the writer-slash-co-producer, anyway, of a bunch of episodes of Futurama. Oh! Including Where No Fan Has Gone Before, the Futurama Star Trek parody. <laughs> 500 quatloos! And that's how he got the job on Enterprise. That's amazing. That is a fun fact of the week. How, how interesting. How did he... How how did that meeting go? Like, we see here, uh, Mr. Goodman, that you can make fun of Star Trek and sort of <laughs> make an episode about Star Trek. You're hired. Well, he you know was, what? He was We're the on the ropes at UPN. Let's get on... You're hired. <laughs> what, what do we have to lose? That's true. What did UPN have to lose? <laughs> um, he's the reason why the episode's references to the original series are so spot on. Okay. He was That's great. According to the commentary, like everybody on the commentary for that episode was like if it wasn't for David, like we wouldn't have known what the fuck we were doing. So You watch the commentary? Uh yes? No, it just says it on this website. Oh, oh, um, I thought you I thought there was a way that you could I got excited. I want to watch the commentary. I think you have to have like the the Blu-rays for that, the, the DVD. What, what is this? Two thousand and seven? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck am I gonna do with that? I can't even watch that shit. I don't even have a Blu-ray player. Uh, David Goodman also wrote the twenty twelve reference book Star Trek Federation: The First One Hundred and Fifty Years. I want to buy that, and it comes in. It's like the Jedi holocrons. It comes in that little boxy thing. That's it's like awesome. a little case. Yeah, you can get like a. I have the I have the Sith one where you push a button and it goes whoosh and the book comes out of it like a all cool. That's killer. Aren't like Jedi holocrons supposed to be like just chock full of fucking information? Like they're full of this like ancient hidden knowledge and shit. Yeah, like part of the Jedi like kind of gets put into it somehow. It's like mad. It's like a magic like, computer. And I I bought Jedi Fallen Order when it was on sale. And mm. this lady's like, I have a Jedi Holocron in my fucking basement. Check it out. And <laughs> uh, Cal Kestis, the guy you're playing as, like, yeah. t- like opens it, and it's like a fucking six-word message, and then it closes. Yeah, it's like Obi Wan Kenobi being like, "Hey, shit's real bad, and the store, the clone troopers have turned on us. Anyway, bye." Yeah, that, I was like, "What like, a fucking waste of a holocron!" <laughs> no, but there's like more in it. Like, it's not just that. It's like I think part of the. I, I'm assuming I haven't played the game, but I'm assuming that part of it is like after Order sixty six, Obi Wan does send out that message, and it probably seals all the holocrons so nobody can fuck with them because it's like a really uh, bad idea. I mean, that idea. makes sense. But you're writing for the game. I'm writing point. for the game. <laughs> I, but I should. I should be, because I'm better at you it should than be. most things. The game itself has it has a story. I don't know how I feel about it yet. I'm only on the third planet, but, like... Yeah, I didn't the, play it. The so big complaint is that, like, Cal Kestis is, like, boring, which he is, but he does have a yeah. lightsaber, so that does make him a good a character. 
But you get lightsabers in lots of Star Wars games, and they're not boring. So. Uh, the game itself is fun. I'm having fun with it. But is it uh, like Force Unleashed, where you're just like wrecking shit? Uh, no, you're not like God. You have like, like regular yeah. Force powers in it. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Uh, you're actually not a Jedi Knight in it. You're, no, you're like you're, a kid. Yeah, yeah, you're a Padawan who escaped because your master sacrificed himself. Oh, good for him. Give him a medal. Okay, he didn't die. Good job. <laughs> but, uh, I fucking, this is so dumb. This is how my brain works with video games while I'm tangenting for a second. <laughs> I, I accidentally found a secret place. This is spoilers, I guess. I found yeah, a secret. game's been out for like a year. I found a secret place, and he, the dude's like, "Hey, it's the it's the emitter from this master that I like. I'm gonna like add it to mine so that like I can remember him. And now I have a double sided lightsaber, and I don't like that. Yeah, I don't want that. I want a regular lightsaber, but I can't have one anymore. It just looks dumb. It has two sides now." Yeah, first of all, you're wrong about them. Second of all, no, but I, I just I'm not in the double-bladed like, lightsabers that much. That's why that's why Kotor is so great cuz you could just like change it. You, you can just can like go to the bench and just fix it. Like you can you have like all these different emitters and handles and buttons yeah, yeah, and shit that yeah. you can change to, but they all have double-sided lightsaber shit now. So you're stuck with the double. Yeah, and if I was into having a double-sided lightsaber, it would be fine, but it just looks dumb. It looks like a fucking train that's like has when it's pulling the other train's front on it to a new place. That was a good explanation. I'm really good at talking. I'm trying to, I'm trying to piece this together. It's like no, it has it's like, like when a train. It's it, like right? when a train is t- is like transporting another broken down train somewhere. So it okay. looks like it has a train on both look ends. It up. I'm gonna look up Cal. Cal-sestus. It's Kestis, actually. Kestis. Every time somebody Double. calls him Cal, I'm like, it, it just reminds me of Superman. I don't know. Cal, yeah. Uh, this is kind of cool. Uh, it's not bad. This isn't bad. It's not. It bothers me, and I don't know why. It's like, stuff like that doesn't normally bother me. But the fact that I can't change it, but I can change everything else... That bothers me too. a little bit. Oh, look at this little picture of the bench. Like, that's pretty fun. Yeah. Cool. The game itself is pretty fun. But then again, I bought it because I just wanted to swing a lightsaber around. And it lets you, you do that. Start over. It does this fun shit where, like, if you go into a cave, you, like, hold the lightsaber up and it, like, lights yeah. the cave. That's awesome. It's really fucking fun. Anyway, that- Star <laughs> Trek. That was, like, Star Wars Day or whatever it was. recently, so... Uh, by the time they listen to this, it will for sure not be anymore. It'll be next year's Star Wars Day. <laughs> uh, anyway, I wanted to point out that David A. Goodman got his start uh, writing for Golden Girls. So he's really fucking good is what I'm saying. That's how he got the job. They saw Golden Girls and the execs at UPN were like, you really wrote the shit out of Dorothy. Uh, could you please Dorothy come in for an interview? Dorothy is pretty much Archer, so we're <laughs> per- perfect for the show. Dorothy and Archer, the same character <laughs> archetype. Uh, David A. Goodman is also the executive co-producer of The Orville. So he's he's well, that deep makes into Star Trek shit. So that's cool. That makes that makes me feel good. And that, that, that explains why Enterprise is, I think, 
better than people think it is. Oh, absolutely. Because there's a guy who like knows what he's doing, right? I love this guy. <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, the beginning of this episode, I almost made a tweet about it. I was almost like, man, I love it when my Star Trek starts with a fucking lynching. I'm a yeah. big fan. <laughs> so they were on this big kick like because of... Uh, I, that, I guess that one episode, it's kind of like the first contact episode where the mirror universe and enterprise where yeah. like they, they like to like fuck with you. They like to like twist your brain around like, Oh, it's so you think it's the wild west, right? You're like, Oh, what is it? like, this is like America in the 1800s, like 1870s or whatever. And then there's a fucking alien getting lynched. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, is the alien on earth or like, like, what? I'm like, I don't know if this is just me or not, but it was such a dark scene that I didn't even notice he was an alien. It. I had to rewind it because I remember because I'd seen it before, so I remembered the the, twi- the twist, right? I remembered that it was weird, so I had to rewind it because I too like couldn't really because t- it's all they have is like weird head bumps, like they're not really that yeah. weird looking. It wasn't like a Klingon was <laughs> hanged, you know what I mean? The, like, uh... <laughs> the funny thing about this episode is I've been watching Quantum Leap recently because it's on oh, hell Comet. Yeah. Comet TV is like a fucking a channel that's around here that you mm-hmm. can just get on. Uh, it's like a sci-fi channel that you can just get on Rabbit Ears, so I watch it all the time. And, <laughs> Rabbit Ears? Uh, like it has Stargate SG-1, which is like a way better show than people give it credit for. Yeah, I've been, I, I always have been told to watch that by like everybody who likes that show is like you should watch it and it's like my battle star like i just haven't i understand trust me (laughs) (laughs) the uh but i've been watching quantum leap so as soon as like scott bakula comes out in like a cowboy outfit i was like ah shit he's ended up in the wild west he (laughs) leapt (laughs) he leapt to the wild west and then i was like oh wait no i'm watching star trek because, I mean, <laughs> Faith of the Heart had just played, which is, it yeah, takes me it, so far out of Star Trek mindset every time it plays. Was it the new one? I skipped it. I didn't listen to it. Was I, it the, the upbeat one? Or was it the... It was the same one. It was the same one. The upbeat one is worse. Like, it they is. thought they made it better, but they made it worse. And it's like, just go back to the original. I like the original it. one better, but again, it, it just takes me out of Star Trek mindset immediately. Because it's so, like, schmaltzy and it's super... Schmaltzy. It's like early 90s, kind of, like, Rod it's Stewart. Like, <laughs> it's like, uh, it kind of it feels Canadian to me. Does that make any it sense? It does to make it? perfect sense to okay, me, good. actually. I, I thought, yeah, it feels Canadian. And it's like, mm, It's like Canadian Rod Stewart is <laughs> singing this cool song. Brian Adams? Uh, it's not Brian Adams. It's not Brian Adams, but it does sound like him. It's just like, guy who sings songs. That's the guy. <laughs> I don't Scott Bakula. He sang it himself. Scott Dracula. Bacula is Dracula. <laughs> but uh, they do the little fake out at the beginning where uh, they do the Wild West hanging that we're all used to seeing in our Star Trek. And <laughs> you're like, what is happening? This ain't your granddad's Star Trek, Jeff. <laughs> that was like the tagline for Enterprise. This ain't your grandpappy Star yeah, Trek. We got it, girls' bare backs in the first episode. <laughs> yeah, it was UPN as fuck, which was CW, right? Yeah. And now we all know what CW is. It's just like 
porn for teenagers. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> it's just kids like like in school doing bad shit, right? Like yeah, UPN was proto CW at a certain yeah, point. Yeah. So Yeah. Uh but the guy that they hang they call a skag, which as we find out is a yeah. racist term. Yeah, it's a racial slur. Um for Skagarin. It's not a very clever racial slur, but I guess it's also not like I don't think any of our racial slurs are very clever either. No, so. no, they're not. I'm not saying that ours are, but they're. But this one is just very lazy. easily adapted. One. <laughs> Super lazy. It. We'll just yeah. take the first few letters of your name and use it against you. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> but try. The way the episode starts is uh, all on the planet's surface, so uh, we don't really learn what. Archer and his crew are up to until a little bit later, but what we do learn is that uh, they're on a different fucking planet, and it's Wild West planet. But at least they have yeah. a better explanation than TOS usually does. Yeah, t- yeah. Uh, this explanation is flimsy, but passable. <laughs> it does. It does it's, make you question. Like, there's a point in the episode where the lady. Is whose name I don't remember. Beth- Bethany, I think. Bethany, yeah, is like, you must think that we're barbarians. And Archer's like, yeah. no. And I was like, yeah, it's been fucking a really long time and you're still doing all the same shit? Well, that's kind of the problem, right? <laughs> is like, human beings don't, they don't, we don't like stop. Like, we don't no. just like stop and be like, you know what? The horse is good. Like, we didn't <laughs> stop. That horse, like, why would we, why would they do that, right? And also, like, they recreated using all the materials from the planet a Wild right. West town. So like, it's not like they're, work? it's not like they're not capable of adapting to their surroundings right. enough to do this shit, but they just I noticed- don't. I thought that when I when you see Bethany and she's wearing like a period dress and it's like sure like the style would have remained the same immediately after after they got there but making things out of different things causes uh, people to adapt yeah. so they would it would be different it would just look they would be like why are we wearing this like they wouldn't keep doing that They'd be like, this is a bu- much easier way to wear a, a, some clothes. Oh, yeah. Figure out they would adapt, way. for sure. Yeah. But they just don't, which is questionable. Yeah. But they which wanted to have stupid. a Wild West episode. Yeah, but... Yeah, right, right. The, uh, it's, been, it's also been 200 years since humans took control of the planet, at least. They mentioned that. So there should have been yeah. 200 years of progress. So apparently, like, what for if anyone who didn't watch it, didn't do your book report... Uh, the Skags brought the humans to this planet. They abducted them, which the only thing I ever think of is that Babylon 5 scene where the alien is on <laughs> trial for abducting people. I fucking love I, that scene. I always think about this when I watch this episode because it's like, what the fuck? They just abducted the Wild West guys? Like, they had, why he abducted they? my great-grandfather <laughs> and probed him. And it's like, it's like a couple hundred people, too. Like, it isn't just, like, a few people. Like... They just abducted like whole towns and nobody ever heard about this. Weird. It's it's a. <laughs> I mean, it's the Wild West. Like somebody probably rode into a ghost town later and was like, "Huh? Guess all the gold was left. <laughs> all the gold dried up." Was what I was saying. No, it got fucking legs and it left. <laughs> the, the guy rides in. He's like, "Hmm, must have been abducted by aliens." <laughs> <laughs> happens around these parts. Everybody in the Wild West knew about aliens, and it was yeah. just normal. They're like, whatever, got abducted. 
It was either aliens or the yellow fever. <laughs> one or the other. It's there's no it's one or the other. They are like out in the middle of fucking nowhere. They're in the Delphic expanse. There's not supposed to be anything related to humans out here, even in the slightest. Yeah. So that's kind of a clever way to to mask why nobody has ever seen this planet. Not not to mention that people haven't been out this far ever, but like no. the Delphic expanse is kind of like in it's like a n- giant nebula that like nobody can get in because it's like fucking dangerous. So no, like Vulcans try to go in, but it makes them crazy. And they can't go in. And this is the first time really anyone's ever been in it. So that's kind of like a neat way of being like, this is why nobody ever fucked with this planet or saw it before. It makes sense. Although, and it's really refreshing that Enterprise didn't just do what it normally did and be like, yeah, Vulcans knew about all this, but they just fucking didn't tell humans because question mark. Because they're bad, right? Because they're (laughs) dicks. Uh, you get to see everybody in Wild West period dress. Uh, I like their costumes, but none of them have that slightly goofy charm the the TNG yeah. outfits have. Yeah, so like Archer's outfit looks actually kind of like uh, like retro futuristic. Like he he looks like a like a Mad Max guy in a cowboy hat, he's, which is kind of cool. He's like he's wearing. What somebody in the future would think a cowboy yes. would wear, which yeah, is like it looks smart, futuristic. Yeah, it's clever. It's really good. Um, and to Paul is just like school marming it up. This, uh, this she is. But she didn't have to wear ears, so that's good. They they were like, we can save on the ears because we'll just put a fucking bandana on her head. It's very TOS, where every time Spock has to go back in time, he just puts a beanie on. Yeah, <laughs> put, that, put a hat on, put a handkerchief on, whatever. Um, the, uh, color grading on this episode is very early 2000s. Like, they're like, we're in a, we're going to do a period piece. We need to, like, change the color grading of everything to show that it's, like, old-timey. They do that in this show a ton because they liked to, like, deserts all look like deserts on Earth, right? Like, nothing looks very different. Like, you go to one desert, it kind of looks like another one. Like... So they tend it weird, and like this is a different planet, like, right? Like <laughs> they definitely like change the color grading to almost black and white, dark. It's yeah, it's very, it's like, like um, everything like is a, unsaturated, like Saving Private Ryan, right? Yeah. Where it's sepia almost. It's like they didn't go the full sepia tone. They didn't give it no. like the yellowy sand colored tone over everything. Yeah. But they definitely desaturated all the colors to a like to a level where some shots actually look black and white. Yeah, which is cool. I think that's cool. I would have, you know what? Like, fuck it, make it black and white, right? That would like, there'd be fun. no good reason for it. Like, there would be absolutely no reason to do that. But like, why not? Fuck it. Who cares? There's no in-universe reason to have everything be so desaturated on this planet, but they did it anyway, so fuck it. Make it all black and white. No, Jeff, the star emits a gamma ray that makes the atmosphere doesn't, the color doesn't go through the atmosphere right. Please, if you have any more information like this to give us to make us better Star Trek fans, please write an email to my ass. (laughs) <laughs> uh, technically, your ass, I can't, because... Uh, it's my ass no... at gmail.hotmail.biz. Send it you on over. You still have a hotmail? Damn. 
I don't think Hotmail exists anymore. I think it does in my heart. No, I think exists. Google bought it. I th- oh, in your heart it does. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this this episode, uh, we'll touch on this a little later. I don't think we're going to get into it just yet. But uh, this episode has uh, a moral to it. It's it's an episode that has a real life. Uh, it's an analogy. Analogy. It's an analogy. It's an analogy yeah. that. Um, the, even the episode itself doesn't try to push on you in any way because even it knows it's not really a good analogy. Well, it's not one. Yeah, it, the episode it's, itself is very much like check out this fun Wild West story, right? Uh, I'm, the the writer David A. Goodman was like, I got to do like some type of moral in this. It's got to have it's, something. It's Twilight Zoney a little bit, but but at the same time, it's also like the moral of this of the story. Is just the moral of this story and not the moral of American slavery so no. much. Even though, like, it's impossible as an American to not draw those same conclusions, like, to not match them together. You know what it's I mean? It's true. So and I mean, it could have been flirting around. You're kind of skirting around a little, little bit in this episode because, like, I mean, there's a lynching straight off the bat. It's hard <laughs> right. not to. Right. But, like, uh, David A. Goodman, I'm sure. I mean, maybe he didn't even think about it when he was like, this happened 200 years ago. Right. But, uh, of course, like, if you try, I don't think he really had that in mind. Let's put it that way. I don't think while he was writing, he thought, this is an analogy for American slavery. I don't either. And I I, I just think as Americans, we can't avoid that topic. Yeah. It's it's and such an ingrained so, part right. of our history yeah. that it's impossible yeah. not to think of it as soon as right. the word slave is mentioned. Right. As soon as you hear that word, you're like, um, oh, right, right, yeah. Um, I, and that's and that's just the way we are. And yeah. I, but I think I agree. I don't think the writer was like, this is a direct analogy with American slavery. Uh, you because know. I mean, it doesn't work. Um, and he no, seems to be a good writer from everything I know about him. So I don't think he meant to do that because it doesn't work as an analogy. No, it does. It doesn't because like black people didn't same. overthrow white people and then enslave them. That's not right. what happened. Right. Uh, it's more just about general like forgiveness, which like is a good moral, but like again, because of we're Americans, like it's a yeah. hard one to swallow. The, uh, <laughs> right. Yes. Because it's like mm, I'm sure we have a lot of fans who are from other countries. Yeah. I, I yeah. bet you anything that they watched this episode and did not even think that it had it had that direct correlation right um, i would be interested to know i, I would love to yeah you can actually send take, that yeah. to us if you want to that's fine yeah um let's take a quick break actually now that we've sort of given the overall idea of the episode and then we'll come back and jump into it point for point yeah it's not very long <laughs> no it really isn't so we might tangent a lot which i know you guys love so yeah uh, we'll be right back after these messages. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. It's sometime in the future. The ultimate challenge. Crossfire. Get yeah. up in it. Back to the show. 
And we're back. Hopefully you enjoyed those messages, those advertisements. I know what I'm putting there. It's not going to be... Good? It's not going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) How fucked up is it that we get nostalgic for commercials now? It's pretty funny, and I always think about it, especially because of this show, because I I, I find ones that I think are interesting, right? And, like... I think it's kind of funny because, like, I, I, I hate commercials now. I haven't had cable in 10 years. Yeah. So, like, I, I can't even stand sitting and watching a commercial. It drives me fucking crazy. I have but, Hulu uh, with ads, and it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. No, I do too. I won't. I don't pay for not ad Hulu. I, yeah. I kind of refuse because, like, I, I hate ads, but I'm not paying for not ads. No, fuck that. It's like fu- fuck that. It's too much of a monetary difference between the two services. Yeah, it's, I don't it's, want that. Yeah. If it was like two dollars, I'd be like fine. But it's like half half of it. It's right. It's like double. But for some reason, like, it's because you're not seeing it all the time anymore, and it reminds you of a certain time. Because I definitely get nostalgic, like, if somebody starts singing the Crossfire theme. Crossfire! You will get caught up in the the crossfire! It's because we were little, and a lot of them are the toys that we liked. Oh, yeah. The Toys R Us commercials, man. Oh, my God. Like, Like... uh, magic, fucking magic. It brings you back to a time and space immediately. Yeah, like I love. Uh, Brutal Moose started doing these like VHS videos yeah. where he just buys a bunch of blank tapes and watches yeah. them. That always freaks me out because I'm I don't know what's on these tapes. Yeah, that's right? scary like, to me. Like, I'm like, glad he's doing be, it, not me. You know, the fucking ring girl could be on there. Or some shit. <laughs> I'm oh, more afraid of some home movies being on there. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that would be. Yes, I too am afraid of that. <laughs> There's always a chance that you're gonna like put that in, and like a fucking snuff film's gonna start playing. Yeah, that's a, yeah. There could be some really fucked up shit. That's like now I gotta call the police. But mostly brutal Moose's videos are just like he plays the commercials that were on the videos yeah. back then, and it just takes me right back. Well, there are people who uh, that's what they do. There's a lady in Philly actually who who archived. She found all these tapes, like like a fucking warehouse full of tapes. And she went through them all, I guess, or a lot of them, and archived the commercials on them, and oh, like awesome. wrote down when they were from, and like that's crazy because like who would who would know right? Like it's like who would ever know when they were from except for her? Like it was who did that. It was really funny to me. There's a part in a brutal moose video where he's watching a commercial from Goodies, and it's a commercial I saw all the fucking time, and he's like, I can't say I've ever heard of Goodies. Yeah, and I was like. It's so weird to me the differing experiences we all yeah. have. Well, here there's a few that we all in Philadelphia remember. We all remember the fucking Christmas lottery commercial. Uh, as soon as you hear the Channel 6 Action News theme, you're like, fuck yeah, Jim Gardner. <laughs> well, right? there's, there's commercials like that from fucking West Virginia as well where like they'll play uh, like lawyer commercials in West Virginia all have jingles and we all know those jingles by fucking heart at this Mm -hmm. point like there's a great one at Jan Dill's attorney at law she won't take no for an answer (laughs) so Jan Dill's you fucking owe me money and I won't take no for an answer (laughs) it's my money and I want it now everybody remembers that shit too yeah there were a few yeah like national ones that people loved uh but mostly just the local one there was a ton of local ones for like haunted houses that i remember <laughs> you know it was what like I mean? a commercial for the haunted corn maze that played yeah. every year when i was the corn maze up. yeah yeah there was those here and and like you were like oh it's halloween the fucking uh 
the, the corn maze commercials up again, you know? The corn maze commercial made great. the corn I, I maze look it. horrific as well. Like, every, every <laughs> I know, monster but it never was going to kill good. you. But it was just like, it's just a corn maze. <laughs> as adults, we would later go to the corn maze and drop acid. <laughs> That's a. It's worth it. It sounds like <laughs> they would play fucking. Uh, Zane and I still talk about it. They would play fucking Holy Diver, but not the Dio version, the Kill Switch Engaged version. Mm. <laughs> at the end of the Haunted Hayride. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, why? Why did you go with the Kill Switch version? A, like, th- it's new. New things yeah. are better than old Kids. things. We would flip out and we would like fucking air guitar and like stand up and like kid like actual like teenagers would be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you guys?" And one kid was like, "Have you guys like been here before?" And we're like, "Fuck you, yeah, dude! We come every year. We come every day." <laughs> 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 fucking stupid. Uh, anyway, Star Trek. Um, <laughs> the Archer and the crew of the Enterprise are out in the Delphic Expanse looking for the Zindi, which, if you don't know the Zindi, you will, eventually, if you keep watching, listening to this show and watching along. Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But, like, yeah, so this is kind of like an offshoot episode. Like, th- this whole season three is, like, a, uh, a continuing story. Tip for the most part, except for like this episode and a couple others. It's like an overarching but, story throughout the whole yeah. season. But this one is super like divergent. Like it doesn't have anything to do with the Zindi. No, they're just sort of like we're gonna go to Wild West Planet this week, right? Like it doesn't really matter. But yeah, that's where they're at, and for some reason they're in the Wild West now. <laughs> it's because they wanted to do a Wild West episode. <laughs> They had these sweet outfits. They wanted to use them. T'Pol didn't want to put the ears on this week, so fuck it. <laughs> it's it's a fun episode. It has a better... It, at least, like, they didn't leave a book behind, and the people on this planet were oh, like, fuck yeah. it, this book is our new Bible. That's the... Yeah, they do that in like, Enterprise, though, too. Like, I think season two, he leaves a... Fa- uh, Malcolm leaves, like, a phaser, or... No, like, a tricorder down on a planet. And there's, like, a Nazi regime, Nazi-esque regime. Are they actual Nazis? Like no, DOS? they're not. No, they're, they're like, whatever planet Nazis. They're, they're not real Nazis. They're not, like, Nazi Nazis. They're just, they're, like, totalitarian. The wildest thing about that episode is, like, how did Nimoy and Shatner feel playing in that episode, like, wearing Nazi uniforms? They're both Jewish. It had to have yeah, been strange I mean, at the time because it hadn't been kinda, that long. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're kind of Indiana Jones in it, though, right? It's they're kind of like breaking in. They're they're they're, they're kind of just like getting one over on them. I think that's all right. That's I what, that's I what think, I learned about. I mean, I'm not Jewish. I can't speak no, for it. But I learned I learned this about uh, fucking Hogan's Heroes the other day because they play it on t on like the local channels here all the time. So I looked it up. Uh, everyone who plays a Nazi on Hogan's Heroes is Jewish, and yeah, they all did it is, as a way to just crazy, like right? middle finger Nazis, <laughs> which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah, well, you have the the dingus, and then you have the other dingus, right? Yeah, they're, they're all all, all the Nazis in that show are fucking morons, just like real life, right? But yeah, yeah, but they're like cartoony morons in the yeah. show. Shorts. Like it's all fucking like <laughs> fucking laugh track and shit. Like it's fucking... 
this show is so fucking wild. That, like, yeah. it's just so of its time. Like, you look back on it now, and you're like, R- they made that, but at the time, yeah, it was now like, it's sort of like not. It's not like hard to watch or whatever, but it's just no. it's sort of stupid. It's strange. Like, it's strange yeah. to watch. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, to Paul Trip, everybody's favorite character, Trip Tucker and Archer, uh-huh. go down to the planet's surface, dress like cowboys, because they found a planet that has human life signs on it. And they're like, right. "What the fuck? This is the Wild West." And to Paul's like, "I don't know what you're yeah. talking about." She's like, "What West? <laughs> West of what? What are you talking about? West of what? Yeah, <laughs> I need like a direction. I need like a starting point." But they're they're trying to lay low and um, find information. There's a weird moment near the beginning of this episode that makes you think this the episode's going to go in a different direction. At least it made me uh-huh. think that. Uh, Trip and T'Pol go to get a horse, and they talk to the guy, yeah. and they're like, "Yeah, we we need a horse." And he's like, "This town's in the middle of nowhere. How'd you get here without a horse?" Right, and it's and really like, our... like tense for a second. <laughs> yeah, but they're just like, "All oh, our horses died out in the desert," and he's like, "All right then, <laughs> <laughs> come in, friends. <laughs> yeah. We got a horse. You want a horse?" And and then he trades it for a harmonica. He trades it for a harmonica and his gun, which is like, where did you get yeah. the gun? Is my question. They make but, them. They have them get made. Like that's what's crazy, right? Like there's no replicators yet. No. So like there's a quartermaster, and they they talk about him every now and then. They're like, have the quartermaster make this or whatever, and it's like a way a throwaway line that you're supposed to be like, oh, that's where they're getting this shit yeah. from, right? But well, like who who knows how to fucking make a fucking Colt forty five, man? Like. A guy in, like, 2152 knows how to make a Colt 45? Like, the fuck? I've taken a lot of printing courses and shit, but if I went back yeah. in time and somebody was like, make the fucking, like, first printing press. <laughs> right. I don't want to make a printing press. I'd be like, uh... <laughs> yeah, like, it's a simple machine, right? But it's it's a machine, and it still needs to be made. Like, I, I, I don't know. I guess there's, like, diagrams in the computer about it or fucking or some shit. I don't know. Fucking! They, uh, they have like a big blocks of metal that just like lay the gun out of, like a, like a three D printer. Maybe I don't fucking know. I guess. Fucking Jeff, you've taken printing courses, right? Yeah, make the Gutenberg press for us. <laughs> uh, could you like transcribe this Bible and draw how they draw Bible shit? Yeah, please illuminate this manuscript for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. oh. Can you draw like all those fucking like Virgin Marys on this page and shit? Jeff, sure. did you draw Bugs Bunny on this biblical manuscript? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like me going back and be, they'd be like, can you take a picture with this uh, silver plate? <laughs> Don't worry, make them stand there for 30 seconds. It'll be fine. Um, sure. sure. <laughs> they do that in TOS as well, where they have a fabrication department on board the ship yeah. who fabricate yeah. all their like outfits for landing parties and shit. Pretty cool that a ship has a fucking uh, prop department. <laughs> Pretty sweet. How? What? Like this is the shit right now that's happening to Archer and his crew that causes the prop department to be necessary yeah, later. Because yeah, no, it's kind of neat, right? Like because you kind of they're they're already trying not to fuck with it. Like, they don't want to like fuck with societies too much, so they're already like, we gotta sneak down there and fucking be quiet about it. 
he, which is always fun. It is fun. The undercover stuff is always a fun episode. Yeah. Um, Trip also trades, like you said, he trades a harmonica, but it's like a future harmonica. It yeah, doesn't look like a classic harmonica. I don't know how harmonica technology has changed over the years. I don't years. know, but it's like uh, it's like matte you, black and has like different shapes and stuff on it. If I was the guy with the horse, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? But he's like, oh, cool, harmonica. I like how Trip just gambles with the fact that maybe these guys know what a harmonica is. Like, what if they don't? Like, what if they've never fucking seen a harmonica? What if none of them who got abducted ever knew what a harmonica was? Totally could have happened. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. There's a great moment as well, like, when Trip is, like, walking away with the horse and the guy, like, blows in the harmonica and he looks so fucking psyched. To have that harmonica, yeah. he's like, oh, fuck yeah. In my head, that guy goes on to be, like, that planet's, like, like Bob Dylan. <laughs> like, he goes and writes a bunch of folk songs about the Skags being freed and all. You know, he's like oh, a folk hero. Yeah. Although he is a su- he is a racist. He's straight up like, oh, yeah, you don't want to get caught part of by the Skags. Yeah, maybe he has a change. Maybe he has a, he has a, a change, change of heart. heart. Everybody should on this planet after this. Yeah, after, after fucking what happens. Uh, Archer goes to the bar and he's like, "It's too hot to keep going." And the guy's like, "All right, here's some coffee." Yeah, coffee's on the house, <laughs> which is good because nobody has any fucking money. He's like, uh, <laughs> he's he points at the the bartender points at the painting on the wall and he's like, "You see a resemblance? That's Cooper Smith, the guy who freed us all from the Skags." I love how Archer like first he's like. He's like, we're going down south, and the and the bartender's like, oh, you're raising blue horns. He's like, how did you know? Like, he's just it's fucking so making smooth. shit up. It's fucking. Yeah. Kirk would have been like, do you know me? Yeah. <laughs> Kirk would have been like, yeah, yes. And then look at the camera. Although Kirk, <laughs> Kirk is like half of the time really smooth, but then we'll just blow his own cover two seconds later for no reason. Archer's Archer's kind of like that too. He's very much like I'll just tell you who I am, and it's a guy. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Like just blow you these people's fucking minds, dude. Uh, <laughs> like, he there's like a Skagarin in the bar, so he's like serving the coffee and shit, and um, yeah. these three hooligans come in. One's the deputy, so we yeah. got a bad deputy sitch. Uh, as all deputies, power goes to their head, and they become yeah. bad deputies. Look at fucking yeah. Barney Fife. He was a monster. That guy killed thousands. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I always liked Andy Griffith's show growing up. I never did. I always like. I still like it a lot. It's too like Holmesy. It is. Me. It is very folksy. Uh, I was like, mm, and watching it, boring. watching it now, it's very much like every single episode. They're like, "Oh, Andy's gonna sing a song. That's fun." Yeah, yeah. That's boring ass place to live, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking super boring place to live. There's just something really funny about it now because <laughs> he's a cop, but like everyone loves him, and he does all yeah. the right things. Yeah, because it's the '60s, and the cops are good. Like he, I uh, mean, they weren't then, but yeah. He, he he's the only good one. Everyone else, if, every time another cop shows up, they're a piece of shit. He's the only good one. Yeah, he's the Atticus Finch of cops, right? Like, and he knows everybody by on like a first name basis. This is like a fucking moment in the last episode I watched where he goes up to this guy who's like moonshining, 
And he's oh, like, yeah, oh, I'm super illegal. He's like, oh, I'm up here, uh, you know, looking to arrest somebody. And the guy's like, oh, who are you going to arrest? And he's like, oh, you, Bob. <laughs> and he's yeah, like, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's like, come on, Bob. Let's take a trip. <laughs> let's take a ride, Bob. Oh, you got me, Andy. Oh, Andy. You clever can't son you just of a he's like, oh, Andy, can't you just let me do it? <laughs> It's just so fucking... It's medicinal. It's just fucking ridiculous. But um, what was my point? Oh, yeah. I found out not long ago that... Like, you're always like, why the fuck does he keep this stupid fucking idiot around as his deputy? Yeah. Like, who fucks everything up? Uh, I found out he's his cousin. Other oh, cousin. I Which makes that. perfect sense. Like, fucking... If I, I, if I fire him, my aunt's gonna be mad at me, you know? <laughs> I never knew. I you. I never would have known that in a thousand years. Apparently, they only mention it in one episode. But so they cousin all over that concept. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to the attic to die. Um, they, 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 not they uh, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck Cunningham. Cunningham. That's what it is. Yeah. Send him upstairs. Yeah, send him upstairs. Yeah. He dies of starvation in his room, and nobody brings it up. Chuck, you coming down for dinner? And just a skeleton laying on his bed. <laughs> Guess he's not hungry again. <laughs> that boy never comes down. <laughs> but uh, the deputy sheriff, uh, I think his name is Bennings. Bennings, yeah. Is uh, Annette Bennings? He's, <laughs> it's a pull. Uh, I did just talk <laughs> about Andy Griffith's show. That's fine. Um, <laughs> he's like shitting on this skag. He's like, sit down and have a drink with us. Yeah, he's like tormenting him. Yeah, and he's like, like, you know, here's my gun, like, shoot me. Yeah, this guy's like, you know, I can't I can't sit down because they're not allowed to sit. You know? Which is like a, an even more direct call to like Jim Crow. You yeah, know? like, like they, it's, can't, it's, they can't yeah. drink together. It's against right, the law. They, right, he's right, like, I can break ordinances if I want to. Sit down. Yeah. So he's, he's like fucking with them, right? Like, Super fucking, and they and he's like, oh that's that skag last night must have been drunk to kill a, a human, and and the 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 bar skagarin is like he wasn't drunk. He's like, what'd you say? You know, like it's all yeah. just like Biff Tannen he's, fucking he's bullying. Super Biff Tannen, yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Biff's ancestor? <laughs> what the fuck was his name? I don't remember. Buford Blue. Yeah, Buford. <laughs> Buford Blue Tannen. Um, but Archer basically just stands up and he's like, "Hey, can you fill up my coffee before you shoot him?" Yeah, it's it's really western and cool, and it's very it's like a cool westerny moment, right? Which is like, I don't know, Bennings is like, "Are you trying to protect that skag?" But he's like, he didn't yeah. tell him not to shoot him, and he didn't step in between or anything. He just wanted coffee. Yeah, he like this is like the very like smart like federation star trek way of kind of avoiding a conflict like he's not directly attacking bennings he's just sort of changing the tune he's just sort of switching the focus of the conversation which is like really fucking clever it's smart as he knows yeah he knows he doesn't want to like start anything with these people these people are fun he knows they're dangerous like they're deadly right they're crazy He unfortunately, whether he wants it to be like a direct confrontation or not, Bennings takes it as one because he's yeah, a piece no, of shit. He's a, he's a bully. Yeah, there's no yeah. And uh, he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And he's like, "Oh, my name's Archer, and I'm just passing through." 
the sheriff comes in even, and he's like, and Bennings tells on him. He's like, Daddy Sheriff. Yeah, yeah. This guy's been fucking with me. <laughs> and then Daddy Sheriff, whose name I don't remember. Uh, McCready. McCready <laughs> is like, get out of here, Archer. He doesn't say it, but he's like, where? what are you doing in town? And he's like, just passing through. Going down and south it, to meet my brother who's hurting uh, Bluehorn, I heard. I heard about it. <laughs> I heard about them five minutes ago. That's what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he's got some work for me. And he's like, well, you better be on your way then. Yeah, which is like Old West for get the fuck out, right? And he, he even tells his deputy to keep an eye on Archer for seemingly no reason. Like, the guy just wanted coffee. They know, they know, they know he's a bad, he's a bad apple. He's going to start some trouble in this shitty fucking one horse town. They don't know who he is, so he could do literally anything, pretty much. I guess. I guess they're very distrustful, because this whole society is, like, fucking distrustful as hell. When the dude gets hung, like, when we come back from uh, commercial break, when we come back from It's Been a Long Road, uh... (laughs) We learned that this lady paid for the Skaggs. Fuck, I'm being a racist now. The Skagarins. <laughs> I don't right. want to be a fictional racist. The uh, Skagarins coffin. And so yeah. Archer Bethany. saw this. So he goes to speak with her. Uh, it turns this out her- woman. This woman was in a, a show called Taken. It was a miniseries. It was the first thing Dakota Fanning ever did. And it was on Sci-Fi Channel. It was about, like, aliens and shit. Mm-hmm. It was a Steven Spielberg thing. Uh, on the Sci-Fi Channel? <laughs> yeah. It was, like, in 2003 or 2004 or something like that. It wow. was, like... It was pretty cool. And it, it has, um... It has fucking, uh... The guy, the time traveler from TNG. What's his name? That guy. That guy. Oh, uh, Max Headroom. What Max Headroom. What is that guy's name? He is so funny. Like, He's he is- in it. And he's a bad guy, and he's fucking creepy as fucking it. He's really good. I, I love that guy. He's on Eureka. He plays, like, a Bushman, like a fucking, yeah. like, uh, New Zealand-ass hunter. <laughs> with the hat, with the curly hat. And he, like, uh, he loves animals, but, like, he he hates the super smart dog in town, so they do, like, a yeah. cartoon chase shit all the time. That's funny. <laughs> he dates yeah, the... No, uh, that. He dates the super hot deputy Lupo, even though like he's old as shit and he looks like Max Headroom, but <laughs> he looks like himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what who... I always thought whenever I dated anybody hot. I'd be like, I'm me and you're you. What the fuck is going on? I still feel that way to this day. <laughs> yeah, right? It's I think um... it's a healthy way to feel. <laughs> it's a pretty good way to go um... about it. Uh, I think Crystal is like twenty episodes behind at this point because she doesn't drive to work anymore. So behind she on what? Listen Eureka? to the podcast. Oh, no. this, oh okay. so she doesn't listen to the podcast, so she'll miss that compliment I just gave her. But everyone yeah. else knows, so everyone tell her that I. Well, I was she'll probably know because you're still married. So if you're still it's married true. after this, it'll be you'll be fine. You didn't even need to do that compliment. Look, I'm just trying to get some fucking brownie points on my podcast, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. I understand. I, I hear it. Take it when you get them. That's what I always say. <laughs> uh, so the sheriff and the deputy already don't like Archer, and he's going to talk to, like, the skag lover in town. Yeah. Bethany. Who's... Who's a teacher? She's a school marm. Yeah, she's a straight up school marm. She's, she's not just dressed hot. like one, like to Paul. I kind of think she's pretty hot. She's a pretty hot school marm. 
she is a pretty hot school arm, and I didn't notice until they were taking the bullet yeah. out. I was yeah, like, wow, t- she's yeah. actually pretty hot. Yeah, the hi- it's the hips. It's the hips. Yeah, she's got good hips. Um, yeah, those are, those are hips. Those are some good hips. He goes to talk to her, and he just walks right into her fucking house, and she's he's like, oh, yeah. sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Which is, like, ridiculous. What? Like, it's like, do people in the, in the in, on Earth in 2150, they just, like, go into people's house, hey, what's up? Oh, hey. <laughs> oh, hey, like, you live what? here? Cool. It's a pretty cool place. It's like, well, I don't see an automatic door. I guess I'll just open this one. But uh, she's like, uh, why did you, I heard about what you did in the bar today, which is, I guess, news travels fast. Yeah. In a small town town with nothing going on. Mm -hmm. Everybody's main pastime is apparently racism. Racisms and lynchings, yeah. (laughs) And he's, he tells her, the thing that gains her confidence is he says, you know, my life isn't worth any more than the Skagarin's life. Yeah. Yeah. And. Which is. Which is the Archer? This is this is where Archer really shines in Star Trek, and everyone gives him shit for being on this show. Which is, you know, my feelings are well known, but like, he's he is no bullshit. He's like George Washington. He never lies. Like he just cannot tell a lie. That's that was him, right? Uh, <laughs> or is I that think Abraham they say Lincoln? the same shit about Abraham Lincoln. It's so. they're the same. At this point, they're the same fucking guy, right? Pretty so much. Wh- whoever was that, he's that one. Yeah, I cannot tell a lie is definitely George Washington. That's George Washington, okay. Yeah. I chopped down the cherry tree. I cannot tell a lie. Oh, that's right. He wasn't supposed to or something? No, it was against city ordinances, but he can bend him if he wants to. <laughs> uh, Damn. <laughs> but uh, the Archer's like, yeah, I just want to learn more about the Skagarans. And, uh, so she takes him to Skagtown. Yeah, which is like... Like Chinatown, I guess. It's <laughs> but it's Skagtown. It's Skag Skagsville, which I'm sure is the name of a real city in America, a real town, Skagsville. It's probably in Pennsylvania. Probably. <laughs> it's probably here. But uh, they take off, and we see the deputy walk out of a dark alleyway, like <laughs> yeah. So I guess they're gonna go to night school. Yeah, I thought. That she was gonna be like, here are the Skagarans, and they'll tell you their story. But instead, she's like, five times five is what? <laughs> yeah, nine times eight or whatever. Nine times twelve. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't want to watch a bunch of children do multiplication. <laughs> like, fuck that. There's a great moment as well where like Archer is looking at the remains of like the crashed ship, and yeah. to Paul and Trip just like walk out from behind it. And he's yeah. like, "Hey, these are the friends I was talking about." And Bethany's yeah, they're like, just this hanging is out. Normal. <laughs> yeah, it's not weird at all. This is nothing is weird about this. They were just skulking, as people do, as good people do all the time. <laughs> Skulk about. They're good skulking, investigative skulking. Uh, but he learns that the Skagarans are at least trying to learn their times tables and long division before. Uh, Benning oh, shows up. Yeah, Benning shows up. He also learns that they found some uh, tripping to Paul found logs in oh, the wreckage right. of the Christ ship. So he sends them back up to the ship. Which is good because they don't need to be here anymore. No, they're completely superfluous. This episode is not about. Yeah, they're, they're, it's not about that. <laughs> it's about Archer. They're about to learn long division, though, so Archer wants to stay. <laughs> He's like, fuck, I don't know anything. He's like, about I don't know. That. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember how to do remainders. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I but, need a refresher course. <laughs> but but Benning shows up and Archer like punches one of his guys in the face when they try and grab Bethany. Yeah. And then he gets like knocked on he gets pistol whipped and gets knocked on the ground. Yeah, he gets pistol whipped, which is fucking crazy. But I'm not uh, trying to get whipped with a pistol. Fuck that. There is a moment where we get the callback where Archer's like, I thought you said you could bend the law when you wanted to. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, because she's like, because he's like, you know, Bethany, it's illegal to teach skags. Like, he's being all fucking, you know. And she's like, she's like, she says something like, I'm not, no one's getting hurt here. And he's like, oh, he's like, you want them to learn? I think it's later when the sheriff's like, you want them to learn how to read and like fucking take over again? It's like super fucking crazy, yeah, right? Like, it's like this conspiracy theory that they think yeah, like if the skags yeah. learn their fucking long division, they're gonna start shooting lasers at them again. And yeah, take it's, over the, the it's the it's the slippery slope fallacy, right? Where it's oh, like yeah. oh, they're gonna today they're learning multiplication, tomorrow they're making laser beams and shit, and you're like, <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> Bennings definitely pistol whips him from behind as well. I'm sure, like, Scott Bakula's like, I can't get punked out on this show. That's a, yeah, that's a bitch move, man. Like, I, I'm Scott Bakula. I cannot get punked out on this show that I'm the lead character in. <laughs> so, Bennings does a bitch move and hits him in the back of the head. Although, yeah. it hits him in the front of the head? It gets cut. It almost looks like he really got cut. I don't know. Maybe he falls when he did get cut. I don't think he did. But Grandpa Bakula like fell and hurt himself. Uh, yeah, he's like, oh no, where's my life alert? <laughs> he wasn't even that old at that point, but um, <laughs> no, he, he looks pretty good. I'm so used to seeing him on this show that I, when I went back and watched Quantum Leap, uh, he has a white streak in his hair, and he's, yeah. has apparently had that his whole life, and that was like his signature. Right, but his but hair is completely gray in this, so you don't even notice it. Yeah, he cuts it real short too. He doesn't want to be this. Quantum Leap, man. No. Something I noticed... He, he wants to be Archer, man. Something I noticed, like, I've been watching a lot of, like, 90s and 80s sitcoms and shit on local TV, because it's all they got, right? Uh-huh. And uh, there was just this time period during the late 80s and through the 90s where men all had the same haircut, where... Yeah. It was, like... It was TV safe. It was a TV safe haircut. It was, like, normal length... <laughs> on the top and sides and then there was just this big fucking poof of hair on the back and yeah yeah it's like almost mullet like almost yeah it's like it's the fucking tim it's allen like a proto mullet it's the tim allen oh. hair <laughs> oh, 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 oh. and sometimes it you know? gets abs- yeah i know <laughs> remember remember that remember when that was comedy remember when people remember? liked that shit and they they love Tim Allen. Remember when Tim Allen was a fucking crazy boomer conservative weirdo? I do. I remember that from today. Uh, somebody post <laughs> some comedian like some Twitter comedian posted that their mom met Tim Allen. Like they like a oh, tweet. God. Like uh, their mom sent them a text that was like, "I met Tim Allen, and he said to keep one with your dreams of being a comedian." It was just a picture from yeah. 30 feet away of Tim Allen giving a thumbs up from his yacht. <laughs> what would Tim Allen know about being a comedian? Uh, <laughs> That's my question. Tim Allen knows about narking and falling ass backwards <laughs> into a sitcom. And being Santa Claus, which made him yeah. super famous in the 90s. He was, like, big, right? He was huge, yeah. Like, that guy's, like, a millionaire. 
He's he's like a multimillionaire because of that shit. He's still got a TV and it's show. Like, yeah, it's uh, what's it called? It's called Last like, Man uh, the, Standing. Yeah, because he's, he's the, the last. He's man. the only yeah. alpha male. Left. That's right. He's the last man. Literally, he's the only man in existence. We so. are all soy boy beta males. Yeah, I'm just a cuck baby. I'm just like a just you know, give me my participation trophy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Let me get my avocado toast. <laughs> Spend all my money on toast and coffee. Uh, so That's how they, it works. So Archer and Bethany get thrown into jail, and um, the we learn from Bethany straight up that like the Skagarans kidnapped human beings from Earth to use as slave labor. So we're yeah, we're she introduced just tells them the truth. Yeah, yeah, we're introduced to a con- like a genuine conflict. Like the Skagarans are oppressed now, but they used to be slavers. Right, so it's it's a uh, it's inter- it's a really interesting moral dilemma, right? Because it's yes. like, at what point do you let go of the hate, which I think is very Star Trek, and this is where it diverges, I think, from, or maybe not, maybe maybe it it has some application to our real life situation, but it, it does I diverge think, very I think heavily. It diverges here because like. It's the Skagarans were slavers, what? and they and then the humans became their slavers, which is not how our history works. Right, which is not right, which is not how it works at all. So it's a little different to. It's it's sort of like in this story, like they're one and the same. Each one has committed the same sin, right? Mm-hmm. And in our world, like that's not the case. No, at all. it's all very weighted <laughs> yeah. in one direction. Yeah. It's one sided as fuck. So. Yeah, uh, and I mean it's it's hard not to see like like you said it's hard not to see the comparison to American slavery as an American. Yeah, and like mean, you said, because of the West, it's like even more hit home. Absolutely, right? like like the aliens aren't allowed to read, write, or even marry, which is like straight up like that's like ethnic cleansing. That's yes. just like pure ethnic fucking cleansing. It's it's a it's a strange episode to be like a light hearted cowboy episode it still has that like weight to it but it's a weight that's it's a confusing weight (laughs) it's a confusing weight it it's confusing but like i think like you said because whenever and we just watched uh the tng holodeck western episode yeah fistful of datas that's pure goofiness right and this is like kind of not pure goofiness it's kind of actually it this more reminds me of a twilight zone like this is very twilight zone this is for me i'm sure like i'm guessing anyway let's put it that way i'm guessing that when david a goodman sat down to write this episode he was writing a conflict where both sides have done horrible things like it's a war type of allegory right where both sides have done horrible things to one another and the the hatchet needs to be buried no, that's a great point. It, it's more of a war allegory. That's that's I think what he sometimes as like a writer you kind of stumble into this and and you think like oh I, I can't not write it this way and you're not n- thinking about like how other people are going to interpret it. You're kind of just like oh this this makes sense here for this story and I think that's more of what it is. I don't I don't I don't know that I'm not him. I no, don't know. I, I just I'm think. Not, it, from the way the episode is structured, it seems like maybe he he saw the forest but not the trees. 
Yes. Like, my idea for the episode is yes. just, like, two sides have been against each other and done horrible things and they need to bury the hatchet. Right. But f- for some reason I'm using slavery as that allegory. Right. I think I think it's it's fine. Like, I think it's okay. Like, I, anything that makes you think and it's making us think about it, I think is uh, it's done its job, you know? Yeah, I mean... Him as a, him as a writer, he doesn't bad. have to... Yeah. I think I find this episode more muddled and confusing than maybe you do yeah i i I don't i'm looking at it more as like a he wrote it and he just like couldn't not write it this way because it it makes it makes for a good star trek moral it it creates a quandary for sure like the skagarans are being oppressed now but their entire modus operandi was slavery before Right. So, like, who's in the wrong? Who's in the wrong, right. And really, the moral is they're both in the wrong, and they need right. to bury the hatchet. They, in order to move forward, it needs to... That all things need to stop. <laughs> Everyone needs to stop doing the bad things they did, right? Which is Absolutely. pretty Star Trek as fuck. And it just gets confusing because of uh, American history, which is unavoidable, honestly, because we're not out of it yet. <laughs> Right? Like no. we're not everything's not great here, right? So it's we can't sit back and be like, oh, it's good now. So I understand. It's it, like we're still dealing with those ghosts and the fucking wounds of that of that time and even of our recent history too. Like it's it doesn't, it's never gone away. It's no. never been gone. And it's never that, gone away. That's where the episode gets like strangely muddled to me. And it's yeah. like like you yeah. said, it might entirely be because I'm an American and we have so much history right. with the word slavery. Um, right, but it's, it haunts know. us. Like it really does. It haunts us. It's <laughs> it's it's the the ghosts that America was built on the backs of. You know, it's right. hard not to. Um, and that's just the one instance of it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we've we got a lot of ghosts there's, there's under a couple this shit. Other, there's a couple other ones that we could talk about. We got too. a lot of ghosts under this baby. Yeah, you know who built the railroads? Not not white people. Not white people. You know who used yeah. to live here? Not white people. Not white people. Yeah. Um. Uh. So the sheriff, after Archer gets his history lesson, the sheriff McCready calls Archer to his office and tries to like butter him up with some whiskey and. Yeah. Uh, tries to explain to him why they have the laws that they will, and Archer's like not having any of it. He's like, yeah. you know, what you're doing is wrong. Like, yeah, laws yeah. aren't correct just because they exist. Um, but basically, he's he's given one hour to leave town. Get out of here in an hour. If you're not out one of town in an hour, I'm gonna <laughs> fill your belly full of lead with space lead. And, uh, yeah, it's good that they have lead on this planet, isn't it? <laughs> it's like, maybe they make bullets out of, like, fucking uranium. Like, depleted uranium oh, Jesus bullets. Jesus Christ. They're just going through fucking everything. They like, wouldn't know. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah. Whatever. But, uh, he does tell Archer that Bethany's gonna get a ten-year prison sentence. Yeah. So Archer's like, yeah, I'll leave in an hour. <laughs> Just let me, uh, what time does the sheriff's office close? <laughs> <laughs> but he basically just goes in and, like, pretends like he forgot something and knocks the <laughs> fucking deputy out. He does, like, a fifth grader's trick. Yeah. He, like, taps him on the shoulder, 
one way and punches him the other way. It's like, what the fuck? This is, all right, it works. Well, well, I'm coming here because I forgot my butt. Bam! Punches him in the face. And he uh, he drops him. He's done. Yeah. He's out. One He's boom, boom. One boom hits him in the face. The other boom when he hits the it ground. Hits on the ground. But uh, he he gets Bethany out, and they like run and jump in a horse and carriage, which is fucking stupid. Like this is dumb. Just run. There's like a action packed escape scene where they're like about to like escape with their horse, but Benning shoots Bethany right in the like stomach, and the sheriff is like, "Oh God, what what's happening?" Yeah, so the sheriff is like kind of a dick, but he's also like not a dick in some ways. Yeah, he's he's less of a dick than Bennings for sure. Yeah, like he's like a law guy. Like he's like the law is the law, and like we like follow. We don't just like murder people, even though we do. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of like America. It's kind of like we believe in the law until we don't. Right? We believe in the law until it is inconvenient for what we right. want to do. <laughs> what we want to do. Right. Uh. So Archer is in the middle of town holding a dying woman while every deputy in town, every deputized person is walking towards him with guns. Yeah, and and, and this whole time I'm like, why didn't you just do this in the first place? What yeah. you're about to do. Why didn't you just like, beam out just... with her to begin with? I guess he wasn't trying to show who he was at this point. He was trying to keep it a secret. But he could have beamed out in the jail cell. He could have been like, get us out of here. Yeah, he didn't. I think he didn't want Bethany to know either at that point. Like, oh, the only right. reason he took her is because she was dying. Yeah, because he tells her, he says, you could go live in another town. And, yeah. You know. So he, like, he beams himself and her dying body up to the ship so that she can get help. I feel sorry for Dr. Flox's actor, who had to go through <laughs> 14 hours of makeup <laughs> to be in a 30-second scene. <laughs> Yeah, well, he plays the shit out of it. He goes. He goes hard when he goes. I, I do love Dr. Floggs. He's great. He's really good. Um, and we'll learn more about what Dr. Floggs does right after these messages from our sponsors. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. For decades, we've dreamed of traveling beyond our galaxy. This fall, we will. Neptune and back in six minutes. A new era of discovery is about to begin. Let's go. Enterprise launches Wednesday, September 26th on UPN. Welcome back. Hopefully you bought that good or service. Yeah. Um, hopefully you bought Crossfire. Um, oh, fuck. That's what's going in. <laughs> uh, they take Bethany back to the ship, and Dr. Phlox, uh works on her wounds. Uh, to Paul is, of course... See those hips. Oh, yeah. She's she's good looking. Um, yeah. yeah. Paul is straight up like, why the fuck did you do this? Yeah, she's being real, like, clean, or sorry, Vulcan-y about it. She's, you know, well, we can't be bringing up the Western folk. But he's like, you know, they're humans. We can't just leave them here, you know? 
It's not like they don't know about aliens. They got abducted by them. Yeah, so they, they fucking know all that. Yeah, and I know I know there's no prime directive per se yet. No, but even even like the early idea of the prime directive sort of doesn't apply because fuck it, they no. got brought here. <laughs> I wonder when Executive Order One became the prime directive because in TOS they call it Executive Order One. Maybe it's just like sometimes like maybe like legally it's called that like maybe. who knows i'm sure there's some i don't know we'll ever get that book that star trek first 150 i'm sure it tells you I about want it. that i want that i know so i do too but uh, i already bought myself toys yesterday so i can't buy any more how would you get uh, i bought a, a soka black figure oh, and that's i cool. bought a baby yoda toy. <laughs> 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 he comes with a little cup and a little uh shifter knob <laughs> That's amazing. That's a perfect action figure. <laughs> so, like, that's a thing I did, because fuck it. But uh, Flox is like, yeah, I didn't know how to work on this lady, because her body's all weird. And Archie's like, what? And he's like, you didn't know? She's a quarter Skagarin. Yeah, she's Skagarin. Which is, like, another twist? What? It also doesn't matter. It never gets brought up it again. Never ma- no one ever... Which is, like, kind of nice, because, like, it doesn't matter, right? No, like, not really. Like, like they don't care. Like, why would Archer care? It's like it, it's a weird insert that's meant to be like, oh, that's why she cares that's about why. the Skagar. Right. It's not that she's a good person. It's because she's part Skagar. <laughs> I I didn't take it that way, but I I I feel like that's the way it is taken. But I also kind of think that it, they're doing that Star Trek thing where they're like, look, see, before this. People, humans cared for Skagarans. Like this goes back farther than, than like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe her ancestor. Maybe it's like a fucking Thomas Jefferson situation though, Ooh. where it's like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't know, right? You know what I mean? Like who knows? But so. I mean, it might be. It might seriously be like, see, Bethany's not the only one who cares about the Skagarans. Right. Like it goes back this far. It could be that, or it could be dark. Yeah. <laughs> It's good that but they we never don't know. go into it too yeah, much. Yeah, we never know. We don't know. Uh, but um, we, we as crew members of the Enterprise, decide <laughs> yeah. that the planet's inhabitants need to know about Earth because you know we haven't abandoned yeah. them. They go down and they say, "Welcome to Earth." <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, Bennings shrouded in shadow and smoking. Like like an X Files character, yeah, is like Archer's a Skagarin sympathizer, and he has their abilities. Yeah, he's like he's like the text. The people tell stories about the Skagarins teleporting, and McCready, the sheriff, is like, I don't know any of this is true. Like he's like, you're talking crazy right now. <laughs> yeah, like if you give me some proof, then I'll I'll do what needs to be done. And Bennings is like, you've always been too soft on the Skagarins. <laughs> is Bennings on the show? You're doing great, Bennings. <laughs> uh, the sheriff is like, look, we're here to uphold the law, and as long as you're my deputy, that's what we're going to do. And Bennings just drops his fucking badge on the floor and leaves. Yeah, he drops the mic. He's like, I, he's like, understood, and he just drops the fucking badge. He's a piece of shit. And then the sheriff looks hurt. He looks genuinely hurt. He's like, He's oh, like oh god, my best friend. What a <laughs> he was like the racist son I never had. <laughs> uh, Archer to Paul and Malcolm 
take a shuttle down to the planet, and they oh, all Malcolm come. gets to do some things. Yeah, Malcolm's in the episode. And they bring the Makos too. You know, yeah, the Makos are there because they they're still pretending like they matter at this. They're point. in the show. They're still here. Don't forget about the Makos. They're cool. And Archer's like, <laughs> "Welcome to Earth." Welcome to Earth, yeah. Um, but he has a conversation with McCready. Like, we're from Earth. We can't take you back because our ship's not big enough. Also, there's, like, major fucking galactic shit going on Yeah. Right like, yeah. also, we've evolved past the need for bigotry. And slavery is a big no-no on Earth. Yeah. We don't So he's like, if you're coming shit, back... Grandpa. Yeah. He's like, if you're coming back, you have to let all this go. Like, you've got to figure out a way to do it. And... You know, to to these ding dong hillbillies' credit, they kind of don't know if they can do that. Yeah, which is pretty insightful, honestly. Like, not trying to give these racist morons credit, no, but I like, mean, like at least they're aware of their shortcomings in right, a way they, that normally humans are not. Yeah, like it would be worse if he was like, "We're fine." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be worse. Wait, we're great as long as yeah. the skags don't come. Right. Like, as long as they're not coming, yeah, that would be that would be worse. Yeah, but uh, Archer's like, "Hey, McCready, here's my first officer. She's a fucking space alien." <laughs> yeah, McCready's like, "Hey," he's like, "Sup?" <laughs> <laughs> We've had space aliens for a long time. It's fine. But uh, Archer's like, hey. Oh, your ears are different? Oh, that's weird, I guess. Archer's like, hey, let's take <laughs> your ears McCready. Are pointy? Let's take McCready to the Enterprise. And then he immediately fucking gets shot. <laughs> yeah, McCready gets whacked. He doesn't die, though, but he gets he gets, he gets gets hit. He's down. But Bennings has, like... Uh, a posse. Yeah, Bennings has a posse. And they all pull their weapons out, and all the Makos pull their weapons out, and everybody's got their weapons out. And Archer's got his wiener out. And he's like, see, we're from Earth. Let me prove it. Zip. (laughs) Only one. See? Mm, Checks out. (laughs) You don't need to be a Skagarn to do that math. But a guy comes out of a window with a gun, and uh, fucking Malcolm Reed, world's most peaceful man, fires yeah, on him first. He's like, fuck it, we're going. <laughs> we're going now! <laughs> Everyone fight, yep. And everybody starts fighting. Everybody shoots their guns at each other. Yeah. There's some cool practical effects in this scene. Like, yeah, There's a lot of fences getting blown up. There's this. a lot of that. There's a cool couple of times when they do a cool phaser hitting water and the yeah. water splashes, which I think is really cool. Like, you don't you don't get to see that in Star Trek. Usually the phaser just kind of, like, hits the thing, but it, it doesn't do It hits do the thing and turns it, it red. <laughs> yeah, it just sort of gets a little orange, right? <laughs> turns a little hot there. Yeah. Uh, but it, it splashes and it's and then, then they do a thing with the cutting late like the cutting phaser they do, which is cool. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Um It's very Star Wars. T'Pol is a lady, so she gets captured by one of the guys. Right. right. And the guy is like, If you don't put your weapon down, I'm gonna kill this bitch. <laughs> yeah, he says bitch, which is and fucking everybody everybody there, even the bad guys are like, Whoa, Whoa this is this is UPN, sir. What are you We're doing? We're not the CW yet. <laughs> like she can get naked on screen. We can't but say call, bitch on this channel. Calling her a bitch? Um We can see some sweet bare back and side boob, but not the B word. <laughs> But Reed just stuns her, and the guy is like, what the fuck? Because he thinks he killed her? Yeah. 
Yeah. And he just shoots him fucking, and stuns him. He fucking speeds her. He speeds his kill. She's hostage. That's what he does. <laughs> That's a heroic thing to do. Um, it's a cool, it's kind of a cool moment because, like, you can imagine, like, it's kind of funny because you can imagine later to Paul being like, so you shot me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, trying not to be pissed off about it, right? Even though she's, like, probably kind of pissed off about it. Really, if Reed was cool, if he wasn't Malcolm Reed, he would point his phaser between her spread legs and shoot this guy's <laughs> dick off like in RoboCop. <laughs> like in RoboCop. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool as fuck, but he doesn't do that. He does. Well, she doesn't have a skirt on, so he can't use his calculations. Because doesn't RoboCop like do the math? Yeah, RoboCop's like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah, he, he like focuses in on it. Because uh, she doesn't have a dick, get it? Yeah, so he shoots <laughs> where her dick would be, but shoots the guy's dick Even though I don't think that's... Yeah, she would have to be considerably taller than that guy. <laughs> Look, RoboCop did the math. Don't fucking question <laughs> You're right. I, I, why? Who am I to question RoboCop? They go back to the Enterprise, and Archer and Bethany are staring out a window. It's very much like uh, the Mintakan lady yeah, getting yeah, taken yeah, to yeah. the Enterprise in T- yeah. TNG. Um, she's like, these people must be barbarians compared to you. And he's like, you know, progress didn't happen overnight, and you guys, by the time yeah, we Yeah, wait till we by, tell you about all the fucking horrible things that happened on Earth for the past yeah, 300 years. We had this, like, you guys think you're fucked up with race shit. We had this thing called the Eugenics War, so... Yeah. Shit got yeah, then there was. Then there was, like, World War Three, which was, like, really bad. Oh, yeah. By the way, we've had three world wars. <laughs> yeah, it killed a total of, like, a billion people. So, so. Uh, shit was pretty bad. Hopefully, you yeah. guys will be better by the time we come back. <laughs> so, don't start world wars. <laughs> There's only like 6,000 people on this planet. Please don't start a world war. <laughs> also, the it. only people on this planet who've been affected by us are the ones in this town. So, yeah. everyone else on the planet is still like a, a slave driver. I, I, I guess, like, the word will spread. Hopefully. I don't know. But uh, the Enterprise know. leaves behind a record of their own history so that Bethany can teach the Skagaran and the human children about Earth. Yeah, so they're integrated. They it's a, they're integrated learning, which, again, is another civil rights moment callback, right? Uh, McCready is there, and he also wants to learn about the Wright brothers. Yeah, he raises. I think it's cute. He it raises cute. his hand. He's like, I want to. I want to see a picture of the airplane. Yeah, what the fuck like, is it's a really flying cool. machine? Like, I want to see that. Yeah, even though we just saw one that just like literally hovers. <laughs> it is a fucking <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> We've seen spaceships. What is this flying machine though? Let's see if yeah, you see a picture. I guess somebody would like then like recreate it. They would make their own Wright Brothers plane, right? Yeah, like, for sure. A picture of it. When I was you a kid. And I heard what the Wright Brothers plane was made out of. Yeah, I've seen it a, f- a few times. I've seen it as well. It's at the Natural Natural History yeah. Museum. It's so. F- it was like the highlight of my trip there. It was so yeah. fucking cool. I wanted to see that, and I wanted to see the Apollo uh, p- uh, modules. Yeah, that was cool as fuck, too. And you get to look at the skin, like where they re-entered, and it's just fucking fucked up from all the friction. And sh- it's really... Oh, yeah. it's, it's like blows my mind. It, Those it, guys are fucking psychopaths dude yeah. like you got crazy 
as fuck to like, do that. I'm wearing canvas shoes. That's pretty much the material on this fucking <laughs> thing that they took to space. Yeah. yeah, they're just like, yeah, whatever. Just we're in this metal tin can. Just yeah, I'll, I'll just I'll just fall at like seventeen thousand miles an hour. Sure, we'll fuck fine. it. We I'll have a parachute. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> um, that's the end of the episode. But uh, what I was. <laughs> When I was a kid and I found out about the Wright brothers making their plane and they had the equivalent of... They had less than the equivalent of a go-kart motor. Yeah. And... It was like I had one built, and a half Like, I had helped build a go-kart at that point. Like, out of yeah. fucking pipe and shit. And it had, like, a little motor on it. And I was... And it had broken down and shit. Like, the parts had fallen apart. And I was like, I could take uh-huh. that engine, get some canvas... And make a fucking right flyer? I could do that? Yeah. Mike used to always be fascinated with the propeller because it took him forever to figure out how to make the, the propeller create enough push yeah. to make lift. Like, it took him for, like, they couldn't figure it out. And then finally they, like, figured it out. And it's like, and it's like a feat of crazy modern engineering. Like, Absolutely. just the propeller. Which we use for another 50 years until we figured out, let's just fucking ignite a bunch of gas and shoot it out of the back. <laughs> right? And just sit on that. Like, fuck it, that'll push us. I, I didn't make the right flyer because I don't understand the principles of lift, so that's a shame. <laughs> it's like magic. It's crazy. It is. It's just, it's crazy physics. Have you ever seen a photo of, like, a giant ship? Like, a, a giant, like, ship on water? That's like from yeah. from near the surface of the water, like looking up at it. How the fuck? Yeah. Like this, it's this, like a warship. It was like a mile wide, and then has this like curvature yeah. that comes down to like twenty feet. A point. Yeah. How it's in like, the it's, fuck? It's all just like buoyancy and shit, right? Like yeah. It's just like physics. Like they just figured out that if if it works for like this little object, like scale it up, <laughs> scale it up ten thousand times, right? Like, like how, how little works. I know about how things work is insane to me. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Like there's tons of shit that like, I mean, I mean, we don't even really know how like electrons work, and we use it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it's like if a baby it's like if a baby found a gun and started solving all of its problems with the gun it doesn't know anything about how the gun works it just knows if you pull the trigger the bad people go that stops the people yeah that's how it works yeah uh, you know, nuts. the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a good baby with I've, a gun. I've, I've heard that exact. <laughs> I've seen T-shirts with that exact saying. On it. <laughs> Don't take away my Second Amendment, white. <laughs> That's the baby saying that. Oh, fuck. What a fucked up baby. <laughs> that baby's into some fucking shit, but, you know. <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting that we were that we were talking about, like, TOS and stuff and the comparisons to TOS because apparently Brandon Braga, known sex pervert... Uh, <laughs> like, I was just like, <laughs> he's a sex pervert. <laughs> challenged David A. Goodman to come up with a parallel Earth story like one that came from TOS but would fit right. Enterprise. He did it. I mean, it it's man, it it's hanging by a thread a little bit for me, but it it works. It works well enough, right? Yeah. I mean, it works. It makes more sense than 
Yes. The Earth just happens to have Nazis on it. Right. That's that's cra- like that's crazy, right? That's stupid. But this they they explain it and it, you know, I it doesn't make a whole lot of sense and it's not like the most like airtight story, but like no. eh, whatever. There's a there's a theory that was very popular at the time of TOS. Mhm. It was called Hodgkin's Law of Parallel Planet Development. Right, like a planet would develop the same as yes. Earth. Yes, it would have to develop yes. the exact same way as Earth, which makes no sense to me, but apparently it made sense to them at the time. I mean, I guess theoretically, if there's... I mean, the universe is not infinite, but, like, the numbers are all, like, super enormous. Yeah, and I guess, they're like, infinite to our, our perspective. Yeah, I guess the odds are not zero, right? Like, yeah. the odds are not zero, so it's possible. Could you imagine the first, we find a planet that has life on it, right? And we yeah. go and land on it and get out, and there's, like, a fucking hot dog vendor on the corner of a New York City who's like, Get your hot dogs here! Well, that's one of the things I love about Star Trek, and not not that instance, but I like that, like, <laughs> humanity, like, like finds itself out there. Not literally, but yeah, sometimes also literally, but it's... It's also like, oh, we do that too, right? Like that's we are like that too. So you're you're like reaffirming humanity by finding other not humans, and it it really it, like that's what changes human beings forever, and it will. I I am hopeful if it's if it's anything like Star Trek, which like we would be fucking lucky as fuck to live in a universe that kind. Right? Absolutely. I don't think we do. <laughs> Absolutely. But if it is anything like that, like, yeah, man, like, it'll change everybody. Like, oh, we, we also like meat in tubes. That might be enough. That might be enough to just be like, hey, like, let's be cool with each other. Who knows? I, I, meat tubes. There's always, that sc- <laughs> there's always that fear that, like, we're going to go out into space and, like, find aliens and they're going to be like, hey, we're just like you. And then they are going to be just like us, and then we're going to go to war. They're exactly <laughs> like us. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would be a problem. But it also could blow our minds like, a, what's that movie, uh, The Arrival, where they're like octopuses? Yeah, they and, like, speak in like so, a non-linear language. Yeah, they're so fucking weird that that just blows our mind apart, and we're like, wow, we can't. We can't keep going with the way we're doing. This is crazy, right? Like this. Look at this fucking octopus talking to me. <laughs> like, that's enough <laughs> to change things too. God, like, I don't know, man. Like, what really blows my mind right now in our current understanding of aliens is like the Air Force was like, "Hey, UFOs are real. We don't know what this is." And here's yeah, some the Pentagon shots and the Pentagon. Everybody like, was like, "Who fucking cares?" <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? Because, like, of what's happening right now. I mean, it makes it's, perfect it's sense. It's gone crazy, so, like, the, of yeah. course, right now the Pentagon would be like, uh, UFOs are real. Yeah, later they're going to find like, out. You, you? you guys were going to find out yourselves in, like, five years. We're just going to tell you now when nobody's paying attention. It's crazy because everyone's like, you know, shit assholes. We've been saying this for fucking 50 years. And uh, I don't know, man. And like other governments like Britain, they're pretty open about it too. Like they've been pretty open about them not knowing what they are. I don't we know. Don't know what the I don't fuck know. it is. I don't know like, what they are. What yeah. What's scarier to me than the idea that they're aliens is that they're not aliens. And somebody on Earth has this technology that's so much faster than our fastest jets. I don't think that's like even possible, though. I mean, of course, it's not impossible, but it's scary as fuck. I don't know. Did you watch that documentary, that Netflix thing about that Bob Lazar guy? No, I didn't. 
he uh he claims to like be a Area 51 guy. It's pretty good. It's worth a watch. But he he says that like we don't know what they are. And we have them, but we don't we don't know how they work. But we can fly them around. So I don't know. It's just fun to think about. Like it, what it is if fun we'd... to think about. I want to fly one. Like yeah, he says <laughs> like, like, he, like we know how they <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I don't it's, know the I don't dude, know the idea of behind lift, but put me in a fucking spaceship. <laughs> <Well>, apparently, apparently <laughs> Jeff's just getting his mind around the right flyer. <laughs> now there's fucking like anti gravity. What the fuck? We skipped a whole bunch of shit. Let's just fuck it. You know what? It'll be fine. It'll be fucking fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's fine. Uh, the idea behind this episode, by the way, was they wanted it to be less like a uh, fistful of datas and more like the Unforgiven. I don't know if they made yeah. it there, but no, I, that's not a. You, I mean, God, dude, Unforgiven is great, and I, I fucking love that movie. But man, yes. it's dark as shit, man. That movie is like, dude, that the end of that movie is like, you're just like. Fuck, dude, this is crazy. Oh shit! To this a, day, I watch it. I'm like, it's oh. a fucking great movie. I I just found out that there's an episode of Voyager that takes place on a Wild West planet. It's called the Thirty oh, Sevens. Are we not gonna watch that one? Apparently oh, no. not. Oh, we fucking missed it. Oh no. We'll have to do a Westerns part two, and also forget to leave it on. Put leave it off that list. <laughs> Don't put it on it. Uh, the the fucking memory alpha is getting a little snippy with this episode. A little with, fucking with what, judgmental. It has in the bullet What's points. Archer's claim that humans have gone past intolerance and racism seems to have been premature, as the fourth season episode Holmes, Demons, and Terra Prime yeah, show yeah. humans on Earth can be just as racist and intolerant. Yeah, but that's the point, is that, like, we thought we were over this. Like, that's the point. Yeah, that's happening it's, right now. The point now. is, like, it it doesn't go away, and you have to constantly work at it. That's the point. It never, it's never, there's never going to be a day when we're all like, there's no more racism anymore, unless we're like, we want there to be no more racism anymore. <laughs> that's the we whole We could point. all make that decision together. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. We could all do it. Yeah, it would be radical. <laughs> it would be tubular. You're right. <laughs> it would be gnarly, even. Don't have a cow, you know Jeff. You know what? I would even say that it's Mondo. Even Mondo. Mondo to the max. It's Mondo to the max, dude. You heard it here first. Let's go Some podcasts out. don't Let's take a stand. Angel Grove. <laughs> Some podcasts don't take a stand about racism, but we're on the record as saying that if we got rid of it, it would be... <laughs> Totally Mondo. It would be tubular to the max. Hang loose, bro. Hang loose. That's a thing. Right? The hang loose, the, the Hawaiian thing. Yeah. Right? Hang loose. Hang loose. What's it called? It's called something. It's called the hang remember. loose. In Hawaiian. It's got a name. I don't know the it's name. It's called the hang loose. Surfer. No, it's got a Hawaiian name. It probably does. I don't know. I don't I've never know. been to Hawaii. I don't, I don't know <laughs> any languages from there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all vowels, like a hundred vowels. Uh, Brandon Braga was a fan of this episode, going on record saying David A. Goodman really did a good job with it, but it could have used some giant ladies. <laughs> Nobody climbs up a giant <laughs> vagina, so there's room for improvement. 
Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, wow, Brandon Braga's got some, needs, like, a history lesson. Apparently this was a poignant metaphor for the Native Americans, according to him. I don't hey, think that's how I'm, it happens. Okay. Okay, I don't... I mean, in that it takes place in the West? Is that, like, why he thinks that? Like, I don't, I'm not really, I'm not seeing that. I'm yeah, seeing I'm not more, following like we said, one. like a more, like a slavery. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's got some inside info about some conspiracy-ass histories that he's learning or something. Who knows? I don't know, dude. Wow. Uh, <laughs> nerds being nerds, dorks being dorks, uh, accused this episode of being a rip-off of Firefly. Oh, Because Firefly right, because is vaguely in Western in space. Yeah. Firefly was the first thing to do Westerns in space, right? Ever. Ever, yeah. There was never something Star called Trek. Star Wars. Or Star, or Star Wars, yeah. There was nope. ne- there was never a fucking all the episodes we've watched so far of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking even like to a Blade Runner to a certain extent, right? Like none of that ever happened. Oh, <laughs> it's well. all Firefly. Mm, it's the best show. Firefly was good. I liked it, but man, y'all go yeah. nuts over this shit. If you take away uh, people's drugs too quickly, they go crazy. <laughs> That's Firefly. My drugs! It got canceled. Oh, no. That might be it. Joss um, Whedon. I'm really... I love that uh, one of the guy who played the, like, racist, like, piece of shit gun guy who only cares about guns uh-huh. and hates other people is literally that guy in real life. Oh, is he? <laughs> he is. He spends all that of his actor? time, yeah. He spends all of his time retweeting Pat Oswalt and dunking on him for being a lib cuck. Oh, uh, B- Bennings? We talking about Bennings? Uh, no, I'm talking about the guy in Firefly. Oh, 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 the Baldwin, who's not the Baldwin. Yeah, that he's guy. a Baldwin, but he's not a Baldwin. Baldwin. Yeah, he's like a piece of shit. Yeah, no, he's insane. Yeah, he's yeah. Hope you're listening. Yeah, Hope you're a fucking big fan of M Class, and it's ruined for you now. Yeah, yeah. He really does. Like, he's like his character. Like he's like a moron. Like super stupid. Uh, fuck him, and uh, not fuck you guys though. We love you guys. You guys are all awesome. Mm-hmm. And to that point, if you want to be even more awesome, you want to support what we do. You want to keep our show on the airwaves. You can head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as $1 a month, you get access to a Discord full of great people, behind-the-scenes blogs, wallpapers, and much, much more. You can uh, rent space in my giant vagina. <laughs> That's not one. I, I made that one up. Uh, if only, man. If I only. know, right? If only. <laughs> uh... I'd like to give a special thank you right here at the end of the show to Vitizen for the use of his song Outer Space Race as a theme song to our podcast. It's a banger. Fuck yeah. Where can you get his album? He's got a new album, right? Yeah, you can get his new album, Eclectic Electric, on iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp. I think it's pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And it's so good. It's really good. Yeah. I listen to it all the time. I know. <laughs> I don't think Outer Space Race is on it. But no, it's, it's not. No. It's, it's all new, cool shit, and it's dope. So thank you to Vitizen. 
check him out on Twitter at underscore Vitas and underscore. And uh, special thank you to all our patrons who uh, somehow during a pandemic have kept us on the yeah. air with their pledges. Yeah, thank you, patrons. Thank you, Pizza Man. I know we're not done yet. We still got uh, Lady Guinan. Two parts of Lady Guinan <laughs> coming up. It's too Lady Guinan, too furious. <laughs> it's a it's a great collection. Pizza Man won the collection vote with an overwhelming amount of votes compared to everybody else. It's because this is such a good collection, and I'm it's really so psyched. smart. I can't believe, like, out of all the ones that I've thought about, I just totally, like, whiffed on this. Like, oh, the, the Western one, yeah. It's I a got, great got, idea that you do feel like you should have made already. Yeah, you should have created this already. feel like that a little bit. So thank you to Pizza Man. Thank you to all of our patrons, and thank you to everybody who's listening and who loves our show. You can get even more M-Class on uh, Twitter, at M-Class Podcast. You can get... An email read on our other show, M Class Email, by sending it in to mclassemail at gmail.com. Send mm-hmm. us your comments, your questions, your ideas, whatever you got on your mind, and we'll read it. If you don't want it read on the show, please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't want your name read or whatever, you have to you have to say it. We don't yes. know. We're I, dummies. I, we're super dumb. So, uh, but <laughs> I see a name, I read it. I'm a simple man. But we also are super smart about Star Trek somehow. So continue listening to M Class yeah. podcast in the future. We'll be back in two weeks with more M Class goodness. A uh, bye bye. A babilum. That's the voice the toy's gonna have. Babilum. It's just Yoda. We just stole Yoda. It's baby. It's it's baby Nagila. It's yeah. baby Yoda, but uh, they we're can't sue us. Now we're gonna get fucked. <laughs> ah shit! Uh, if any lawyers are listening, bye bye. <laughs> bye everybody.
I'm mentally ill. 